Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit SayMyThyroid.com forward slash peptides. Thank you for joining me on the Say My Thyroid podcast, where I help people save their thyroid and regain their health. My name is Dr. Eric Osansky, and if you have hyperthyroidism, then you will especially benefit from these episodes. But if you have a hypothyroid condition, including Hashimoto's thyroiditis, you will also find many of these episodes to be valuable. In this episode, I discuss the relationship between muscle weakness and hyperthyroidism. Please make sure you check out the post-episode chat after the outro music, as I'll further expand on some things you could do to increase muscle mass. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast, hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. Welcome back to the Save My Thyroid podcast. This is Dr. Eric Osansky, and in this episode, I'm going to talk about muscle weakness and hyperthyroidism. So even though this presentation is focusing on people with hyperthyroidism, of course, people with hypothyroidism, including Hashimoto's, can also experience muscle weakness. And so I want to mention that decreased muscle mass is very common in those with hyperthyroidism. And when doing blood testing, there is a panel called the Comprehensive Metabolic Panel, and there's a marker called creatinine. And usually those with hyperthyroidism, especially if the thyroid hormone levels are very high, these creatinine levels will be on the lower side or sometimes overtly depressed. And that is related to muscle mass. Of course, many times you don't have to see low creatinine levels to know that you have lower muscle mass, as you can tell, without looking at the test. And then muscle weakness can also be related to hyperthyroidism as well. But of course, there could be other causes. And the same is true with decreased muscle mass. So I want to briefly talk about sarcopenia. So sarcopenia, this is the age-related loss of muscle mass along with strength and quality. And thyroid hormone can cause a transition from a slower fiber type into a faster one, and this could play a role in sarcopenia. And skeletal muscle quality relies on the health of the mitochondria, and this in turn is modulated by T3, which is one of the thyroid hormones. So as far as my experience with decreased muscle mass, many of you know that I dealt with Graves' disease and I definitely experienced a loss of muscle mass when I dealt with hyperthyroidism. Also, when I dealt with Lyme disease, so in 2008 is when I was diagnosed with Graves' disease and in 2018, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. So in that case, I didn't have decreased muscle mass, but I experienced muscle weakness. In fact, that was one of the major symptoms I noticed, which led me to see a Lyme specialist and get diagnosed with chronic Lyme. I was walking with my daughter and one of my legs started giving out. And really the first time I ever experienced something like that. Some people experience both loss of muscle mass and muscle weakness. Again, we're 
talking again, people with hyperthyroidism, even though, of course, other people can experience loss of muscle mass and muscle weakness, but very common loss of muscle mass in those with hyperthyroidism, sometimes muscle weakness. And in many cases, resolving the hyperthyroidism is the key. But even though you need to resolve the hyperthyroidism, if you have that decrease in muscle mass, you probably will need to do things to increase the muscle mass, whether it's weight-bearing exercises. I mean, that's probably the best way. Increasing your protein intake could also help. But you, of course, want to resolve the hyperthyroidism because if you don't address the cause of the problem, then you will continue to have that decreased muscle mass. So I want to briefly mention myasthenia gravis in relation to hyperthyroidism. And so hyperthyroidism occurs in approximately 2 to 17.5% of patients with myasthenia gravis. And myasthenia gravis, this is a chronic autoimmune disorder in which antibodies destroy the communication between nerves and muscle, and this results in weakness of the skeletal muscles. And hyperthyroidism may influence the clinical course of myasthenia gravis. I just wanted to bring this up just because there is that relationship. And I think it's safe to say that most people with hyperthyroidism who have muscle weakness do not have myasthenia gravis. But again, there is that relationship. And since myasthenia gravis is an autoimmune condition and Graves is an autoimmune condition, and if someone has one autoimmune condition, they're more likely to develop other autoimmune conditions. So we also need to keep this in mind. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and if you're looking to do everything you can to save your thyroid gland, in addition to listening to this podcast, there are a few different ways we can help you. First of all, I've written a book on hyperthyroidism called Natural Treatment Solutions for Hyperthyroidism and Graves' Disease, as well as a book called Hashimoto's Triggers, which of course is on Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and you can find both of these on Amazon, as well as other websites where books are sold. Second, you could also join my Graves' Disease and Hashimoto's Healing Community by visiting autoimmunethyroidgroup.com. And finally, if you want to get personal help from me, you could visit the website workwithdrerick.com. Just to let you know, I only see a limited number of new patients each month, and I do require anyone interested to complete a brief online application before working with me. And now back to the show. Now I'd like to discuss a little bit of the research when it comes to muscle weakness and hyperthyroidism. So there was one study which looked to demonstrate the degree of muscle weakness in newly diagnosed patients with Graves' disease and also to assess their response to treatment. And the results show that muscle weakness is commonly associated with hyperthyroidism and in some cases can be quite profound. It also showed that the beta blocker propranolol, so People with hyperthyroidism commonly given antithyroid medication, but some people are also given beta blockers. Propranolol is commonly given because it affects the conversion of T4 to T3. And so this study showed that propranolol can improve muscle weakness in people with hyperthyroidism. Now, it's a little bit puzzling why they didn't use antithyroid medication, but perhaps it's because methimazole and PTU which are the more common types of antithyroid medication, especially methimazole, they commonly cause side effects. And as I mentioned before, propranolol can negatively affect the conversion of T4 to T3. So it could essentially reduce those T3 levels. And I'm sure if they did a trial with antithyroid medication, they would also have proven that muscle weakness would have been decreased Now, of course, there could be other causes of muscle weakness. So if you have hyperthyroidism and if you're experiencing muscle weakness or decreases in muscle mass, 
there's a good chance it's related to the hyperthyroidism, but we sometimes need to keep other causes in mind. So there's electrolyte imbalances. Certain medications can also cause muscle weakness, including statins, which are commonly given if someone has high cholesterol levels, glucocorticoids, as well as fluoroquinolones, and then certain infections. So I gave my experience with chronic Lyme disease, but there's other infections, viruses, such as West Nile, HIV infection has been associated with muscle weakness, hepatitis C, cytomegalovirus, herpes simplex, and many other viruses, diphtheria, dang fever, trichinosis, botulism. So I don't want to say any type of infection can cause muscle weakness, but just keep in mind that many different types of infections can result in muscle weakness. And then there's other causes such as amyotropic lateral sclerosis, which is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease, having a cerebral lesion, such as a stroke, a compressive neuropathy of the peripheral nerves, motor neuropathy, multiple sclerosis, and having adrenal insufficiency. So when it's really severe, it's known as Addison's disease. And there's also Cushing syndrome, which also can cause muscle weakness, muscular dystrophy, not surprisingly, can cause muscle weakness. So how do you overcome muscle weakness? Well, of course, you need to address the cause of the problem. If someone has hyperthyroidism, it's important to lower the thyroid hormone levels. And if someone has hypothyroidism, you also want to normalize the thyroid hormone level. So either way, you want normal thyroid hormone levels. If someone has hyperthyroidism, they might take antithyroid medication on a temporary basis and or a beta blocker, like I mentioned before. And then there's natural agents. So I took bugleweed when I dealt with Graves' disease, and that's an herb that can help lower thyroid hormone levels. And then, of course, you want to address other potential causes of muscle weakness. So if someone has an underlying infection. Now, if it's underlying, they might not know it's there. But so let's say if it's an overt infection, someone has an infection they're aware of, then they want to try to address that infection. And if someone has reduced muscle mass and or muscle weakness, then not only does the underlying cause need to be addressed, but as I mentioned earlier, some weight-bearing exercises probably will be necessary. You'll need to do things to get the muscle mass back. So you're addressing a cause in a muscle mass, but if it's decreased, it's not going to just come back on its own. I mean, over time, you'll gain some muscle mass, but you also want to assist with this process. So let's go ahead and summarize this. So muscle weakness can be a factor with hyperthyroidism or hypothyroidism, although there could also be other causes as well. And that includes electrolyte imbalances, certain medications, infections, and I Names other potential causes. And then decreased muscle mass is very common in those with hyperthyroidism as well. And I mentioned how you could look at a comprehensive metabolic panel. And if you have low creatinine levels, then that's usually an indication of lower muscle mass. But once again, most people don't need to look at that to know that they're experiencing muscle mass. And then either way, you need to address the cause. I can't emphasize this enough. You always want to address the cause. And if the muscle mass is decreased, Once again, you might need to do things to increase the muscle mass, such as doing weight-bearing exercises. So this pretty much wraps up my presentation on muscle weakness and hyperthyroidism. I hope you found this episode to be super valuable, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. 
Thanks so much for tuning in. There is no consensus as to how much protein one should eat as the dietary reference intake is 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight or 0.36 grams per pound. So according to this, if someone weighs 150 pounds, which is equivalent to 68 kilograms, then they should eat approximately 54 grams of protein per day. However, this probably isn't enough, especially if someone is dealing with hyperthyroidism and probably at the minimum, someone should consume at least 1.2 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, which means that if someone were to weigh 150 pounds, they should eat a minimum of 82 grams of protein per day. Some recommend to eat even more than this, as there are some practitioners who recommend to eat one gram of protein per pound of body weight, which means that if someone weighs 150 pounds, they should eat 150 grams of protein per day. Now, I can't say that I do this, and while the decreased muscle mass associated with hyperthyroidism isn't related to lack of protein, this doesn't mean that not getting enough protein can't be a contributing factor. And at the very least, increasing your protein intake can help to minimize the amount of muscle mass you lose. In addition to incorporating regular resistance exercise, I also want to briefly mention that more recently, I've been taking 5 grams of creatine monohydrate per day to further help increase muscle mass, along with supplementing with essential amino acids. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.